Welcome to The Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I'm your host, Karis, and the reason that I started this podcast is because the last few years have been a huge learning curve for me. Entering the world of work, moving out of my family home, trying, and often failing, to face up to the challenges of becoming a fully-fledged adult. It can be overwhelming at the best of times, and I hope I'm not the only one who feels like this. In fact, I know that I'm not, because I'm going to be speaking to a ton of my friends and people that I admire about the struggles that they are facing now, or have in the past, and how they are still able to absolutely smash life. If this all sounds a little bit too serious, don't worry guys, it's basically just going to be a safe space to share life's tragic stories. Today's podcast is with Tanya. We met in Freshers Week and the rest is history. She's been working in investment management since leaving uni, but 2019 was a very pivotal year for her in both good and bad ways. She experienced heartbreak when she broke up with her boyfriend of five years, but she also founded her new skincare company, Deshaul, which is a platform promoting South Asian skincare. Mm. Tanya, hello, hello. and welcome to the Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. It's very exciting. This is it? my first ever podcast. Really? Yeah, first How's ever. How does it feel? Um, <clears throat> nervous? Honestly, not. No, no. No, 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 no. Well, I feel like this. I'm is chatting with my best friend, so why would why would I ever feel uncomfortable? That is true. Um, how's your year been so far? How's 2020 looking for you? 2020, um, it's going good. It's been busy, obviously. Yeah. I think everything picks up. We're in eleven days couple. in. Eleven days in, yeah. So we're basically it's halfway the f- there. Yeah, it's like the first proper week back in the new year. Oh my, yeah, it is. Yeah. The first full week of work. How did you find it? Um, it's just been busy. Mm, That's all, really. Um, I'm doing dry Jan. As am I. Yeah, so... Basic bitches. Mm -hmm. But it is nice, I have to say. it's nice. After the Christmas boozing. But the year has turned out well. I am um, looking for, uh, like, a puppy. I'm trying to find... (gasps) Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm trying to find... How is that going? Well... Hasn't turned out too well. I've come across a couple of puppy farms, which yeah, you said, which isn't really nice. But um, I'm doing my due diligence, and I've got a couple more breeders to look at. So, nice. um, yeah, how's you- your year starting out? Pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. Got the um, new podcast. We've got this baby yeah. that is finally being birthed into the podcast. How bit. are you um, organising your time? I mean, it's easy at the moment because I genuinely am a loser, so I don't, I haven't really seen anyone. Did you I not just tell me the other day I'm so busy, Karen, so busy, Tanya, I can't see you till <laughs> next Sunday. I'm only like, busy. Next Sunday, this is, no, but this I'm is only Monday. Busy doing the podcast. This, this is Monday, <laughs> this is Monday, and you were like, Tanya, I can't see you till, like, the two weeks, like in two weeks. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, and somehow we have we've scrambled up uh, a couple of hours this morning. <sighs> Look, okay, you're a loser. Yeah. Okay, maybe I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you <laughs> lied about being a loser, or you lied to me about being busy? A little bit of both. <laughs> Um, when I say most most of me being busy is me working on this podcast, yeah. God is my witness. Did you know? Yeah, I did the maths the other day. Mm. We've known each other now for seven years. Isn't that crazy? Seven, seven whole years. And scientifically, they say that people who are friends for seven years will be friends for life. I don't believe that. Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna be swept away with my romanticism there, but <laughs> clearly not. Why? I just don't believe that. Why? Really, it's science. Really, what is... How do you d- define friend? 
what do you mean how do you define a friend? Like, define what does that mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I know someone, like, a friend and acquaintance for seven years. It doesn't mean I'm going to be friends with them for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. I think it's just, you know, seven years is a pretty solid base for a long-standing I mean, friendship. I mean, no? I can believe it from our case, yes. I think they also say people that you meet in uni, you'll probably be friends with for life, just because you're, you change so much between being uh, a child to now, whereas I don't think you change as much between now and when you're older. That is a Does very, that make sense? Very I say that very well. No, I understand what you're about to say. I get you. I don't know if that's true either, because I think... <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, you just don't believe anything I say. Tony, <laughs> um, just like... Go along with it. Come on, please. Okay, why? Why? Debunk my theory. Um, I think... Yeah. Post-university... That's when change you're... A lot. Okay. Yeah. I think we're the same from... I think, if I would term it... If I would, like, think about the stages... Mm. I think 10 to 13, you're probably the same person. Yeah. Naive... Silly, influential, blah, 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 blah. Influential. I was. Now I look back, I was pretty influential. No, it was that when I was twelve. In I was a fucking icon. Oh, I see what you mean. Wait, what is the word? When When you're easily easily influenced. influenced Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that age. Yeah. Um. For influential. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, you probably like you actually probably were. I I can imagine you like fucking bossing around. Well. Well, like, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, 14. 14. Yeah, 14, once you hit the tweens, that's when yeah, you're like... 14 to about 17, I think, or the end of 16. Just a nightmare You go age. up a little bit, and I think you figure out, like, a little bit more about yourself. Like, yeah. maybe you're experiencing, you you're know... You're about to discover you know, your sexuality. Sex- yeah. yeah. That word comes into the business around that time. And then I think 17... 17 to 18, you're a different person. And then 18 to 21 is when you're the same person. Okay. And that's throughout your university. Yeah. Um, you don't change much. You're pretty much yourself at that point. And then 21 onwards. <sighs> it's history. <laughs> it's, it's history. You said that with so much resignation. <laughs> it's history. <laughs> Our best days are behind us. It's official. Yeah, I think you, ch- I think you change a lot post-university. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, yeah. So basically, post education. If you left, if you went straight into work at eighteen, you'd probably be very, very like a person who's gone straight into work at eighteen is very different to someone who's at freshers week, like <laughs> <laughs> downing ten Jaeger bombs. Yeah, I thought my freshers week was going to be um, when I thought about my university experience. It was didn't turn out how I wanted it to turn out. Bristol was my first option. Bristol was my first ah, option. Was it really? Yeah, I think probably what we bonded on when we. Oh, probably. <laughs> Bristol, we jerks. <laughs> yeah. What? what? And yeah. I remember it. I remember it so clearly because I yeah I really wanted to go to Bristol. I got. Go on. Sorry. I no, and I was just gonna say that I yeah I, I got um the the what's it the letter saying that I had been rejected. You got a letter. I, just I think got a fucking. Email. Oh, maybe I got an email. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was so long ago now it's like yeah. a, the Vietnam flashback I don't even want to think about <laughs> yeah, it yeah I really I was really upset about it I'm not no me too I, I was, was like, crying I think I was probably gutted but all I remember is that like two days later I had my driving test and I definitely was not ready to do my driving test and I just remember <laughs> so emotional oh my god and I just remember yeah emotions were running very very high and I just remember being like 
because I, you know, you go for that um, your lesson with your mm-hmm. teacher just before. Mm-hmm. We'd had that lesson and it had gone absolutely fucking terribly. Like <laughs> I'd had to go and do um, what is it, reverse round a corner, and I. <laughs> like twice before and I think I just fluked it so she was like oh you're amazing at that let's move on and then never did it again and then we did it in that lesson <laughs> before my test and I literally was like five meters away <laughs> from the curve and she was like okay let's just hope that doesn't come up in your test and I just kind of was like oh all right and I just remember being like I am so fucked for this so I remember in my test just being like well actually I've just been rejected from Bristol uni and I honestly to this day think that's the only reason that I passed my driving test they're not allowed to do that when I got into my test I was so gassed I was like I'm sick of driving I'm gonna pass this it's cool I was like do you want should I put the radio on you bored over there and I was like chatting to him all about like music. You put the radio. I was like, do you, do you want to listen? I put the music up, and I don't think that worked very well. Oh my god, stop it, Tani! You probably was like, "This is a fucking arsehole. Like she's a dickhead. I'm not passing her." What what radio station did you put? On? I think I put it on like Kiss One Hundred. I was about to say Kiss. <laughs> yeah, I did, and then I was like, I can't really listen to the music. Like, can I put it up? Are you okay then? Can I? T- <laughs> Sorry, while you're giving me instructions on how to pass. Like, no, genuinely, I- what an arsehole. Third year was a good year, but it had its ups and downs. Third year is very intense as well. I don't know whether I took it more seriously though. Like I know people say, like, oh, third year, knuckle down. I I don't know if I did. My other friends at other unis who were like, yeah, I only go out like once a week. And I remember we did not change. None of our our pattern of going out did not did not change one bit the whole three years. We were still going out four times a week. I remember people being like, that is absurd. I know that is crazy. Um, so yeah, that was funny, but, um... I don't know if I found it, like, that make-or-break year of my... I don't think I... I think in general, I don't think uni was a big thing for me. Yeah. Honestly, I just saw it as, like, a thing you had to do. Yeah, the or next... thing that, like... The next step. And I generally think the the school I was brought up in, there, there wasn't even the option of thinking not going to university. Which I think when is I think, quite interesting. It is interesting to think yeah. about it now, because I'm, I'm literally, like... I was talking about it uh, around Christmas Day about education and when I send my kids to uni. And where I'm at now, I don't know if I would. Yeah. I'm really unsure about it because... It's a lot of money and it's a lot of debt to put your child through when they don't... Realistically, you don't know what you want to do. At the age of 17, 18, mm. you don't, like... I don't know about you, but my career, my life, and what I thought I wanted to do has completely changed. Yeah. So... Making a commitment to study a degree is such a difficult thing to do. Mm. Put yourself in, what, I'm in 45, £46,000 of debt Mm -hmm. for my student loan. Mm -hmm. Like, is it worth it for someone who probably could actually do a much more, I don't know, specialised course or a training programme or an internship that will actually get them further to their goal and not spend that money? Like, I would probably say do it. I completely agree with you, but I'm still, the one thing that makes me still, I'm still like struggling with and just fully deciding whether I would or wouldn't is the social aspect and yeah, the personal development that you get from university, which I think is invaluable. Yeah, it is very important. I'm unsure. I think if you think about it, a university is like further education. Do I give a fuck about that? No. Yeah. But university is like social development, then actually, personal development. Then that yeah. probably trumps it. I don't know. Like it depends on... I think I viewed university as social development, so I never took, like, 
that the other side yeah Uh, like so like uh, the be all end all um i was on track for the first for pretty much the whole of the university anyway so i did fly by and i was lucky enough to have those kind of i mean that experience but it didn't work out that way and i feel like it teaches you like sometimes life doesn't work out the way you want it to work out because i didn't get the first and i flunked my dissertation yeah, like, dude. Really so. flunked my dissertation, thinking I wasn't gonna flunk it, and I did. But it's just one of those things. It is a learning curve, isn't it? And it I think with, with a dissertation, curve. it's really difficult because you put so many hours. I mean, it's I, the one thing I think it, is you. Like yeah. everything else, you're told to learn. Everything else, you're told to go do. The dissertation was your. Project. Yeah. No, definitely. So for me, it was like get the best results. Have a good time, have a good experience, not pre- not too, to, not put too much pressure on myself. And then when I came out of university, figure it out then. Like, yeah. So I, I didn't, maybe I was being really blasé about life, and I think I have a tendency to be so blasé about yeah, situations. Yeah, I think I am too. <laughs> I didn't maybe Maybe it's a tourist it. thing. Maybe it's a tourist thing, girl. Holla. Um, Because I've always been like that as well. I, like, never took it so seriously, like, the whole grad thing. And uh, when I left university, I never felt any way about it. Basically, when I came out of university, I had an internship in investment management and it was basically an internship that my sister sorted out for me. Um, and I had like two months there. And it was like a really, really invaluable experience. Like it's one of the, probably the best pl- companies I've worked at. Really? Had an amazing experience. Um, it was well structured. I met like amazing people. Um, the team really inspired me. I saw the ho- I had a really holistic idea and approach um experience of investment management so i would work in operations i'd work in um, i did some legal stuff i did like analyst work i did like uh, finance tax stuff like i was put into every single team um that's awesome that they did that it was amazing it was amazing whack you in one one team and then you only get to see that side of a company yeah and it was probably the best thing that i did and i fell in love with the industry itself like Mm. the investment management I don't know, I didn't fall in love with anybody, but um, I, um, I've i realised that investment management would be the industry for me, especially yeah. as a woman. Yeah. Um, they're a lot more progressive in women and, and their values. values and uh, work-life balance. Like, my CEO of my company, where I'm working at the moment, is a, is a woman, and she's got kids, and I just think I've had... That's I've inspiring seen, to see, actually, it because... It was, you, and it was. Yeah. So, for me, it was, like, a no-brainer. I was like, been there for two months. I'm now gonna work in investment management. Like yeah. that's now where I want to be, which is amazing that I figured that out after uni rather than before uni. That where I was just was being so single minded, being like, I'm gonna be a banker. What yeah. Um, which no offense to people who are bankers, but no, but it's I just didn't... there's a. I didn't know. I didn't. Know. I. I was gonna say I you're just you're open to a whole yeah. new environment when you're actually in it and Absolutely. working there and realizing if it clicks with you or if it doesn't click with you because yeah, yeah everyone has an like, image of what they want to do. Of course. But it's good to be open minded. Definitely. I think it was good that you didn't didn't yeah like Absolutely. allow yourself to fall down one path and not explore even, other options. Even think about other things. So when I was at that uh, internship, um, they were actually going through a merger at the at the time. I remember talking to. I loved it there and I think they also saw that I loved it there and mm. I got on with a lot of people and it was a really and it was such an amazing experience like they were they were like a family you'd you'd be laughing if you if you'd not want to work for a company that you also f- like found yourself feeling comfortable in the whole working yeah, environment exactly. and the social side of things like I think that's also very very important rather than how challenging the work is it's really important to figure out a team you can work for and a company that you can work for and 
it just um, was one of those things, but I remember uh, this particular fund manager that I got on well with because he also played the clarinet and we just bonded so much on that. Oh my God, wow. Yeah, he was he was a G, to be honest. <laughs> like the biggest G. I, um, he was like, look, we probably won't be able to find you some, what, something here. Yeah. Something. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck me. I promised myself I wouldn't do that. What does? Oh. I didn't see that one coming there. I remember him telling me mm-hmm. that we can't find your position here, but he basically gave me a word of advice, which was start your CFA. CFA is the Chartered Financial Analyst course, and it's a professional qualification uh, focusing around the investment management industry. So it's kind of like, a, like it's just a professional qualification for people who want to progress in the investment management industry, but yeah. also bankers can take them. So it was like, why don't you just start doing that? And it would look amazing on your CV. You're so young. Like the fact that you're even starting this, not many people would have. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, it'd be good. Like, I don't know much about the industry. Like, it'd be good to study yeah. a little bit show that I have some interest. Um, it's also not too far out of university. That no. You're, like, you're still in that kind of studying mentality where, like for me now, the idea of having to take exams is so foreign to me that if I had to do it, I think I like my body would kind of go into shock. Whereas it's close enough that you graduated and yeah. you can kind of easily get Also back what into he said, it. he was like, he had just, he was like 45 and he had just finished his level three. And he was like, it was difficult. I have kids, I have a wife. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's def- the balance. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely um, hounded me on the I have a wife situation and it's difficult to study. And I was like, okay. I don't know if I mentioned I have a wife. <laughs> um, like that just not necessarily takes half of his time. Oh, bless him. Um, bless him. <laughs> I have a clarinet. Here's the clarinet. <laughs> oh my oh, God. My boy is playing too much clarinet. Oh my God. Rumbles. Yeah. That's what when he's saying. His wife. Oh, oh inverted quote. Oh, you know, I gotta get home to the wife, and he's just there with his little clarinet, like. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great guy. I yeah. want to meet him. He was fantastic. Um, his name was Tom. Tom. I'm not gonna disclose his last name. No, because... I don't think you should. Yeah. But we'll keep it. I think Tom is pretty <laughs> wide. I think there are many a Tom out there who could be any, literally be anyone. anyone. So he advised me to do CFA, so I did it. Yeah. Uh, it just made sense at the time. I gained some more like knowledge around the industry. Be good for the CV, which is always a good thing. Yeah, to, like, think about because um, ultimately that's what it really comes down to. Just stick to the CV. What on that goddamn piece yeah, of paper? Yeah, it gets you to the door, doesn't it? So I just did my first level. I was looking for a job for a couple months after that, and I fell into a small wealth manager. I hated it. And then, is that the time that we were yeah. both in Soho? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, a, it was a wealth manager trying to transition into an investment manager. Right. But they still had the mentality of like an old school wealth manager, which was like, not the most, uh, yeah, kind of environment for a woman and a young woman. and. At feel yeah. yeah. I remember this time. This was actually... It was I, a difficult time for me, yeah, actually. It, I think it was difficult for both of us. Yeah, we both found ourselves in, in environments with tricky people. Yes. Who had quite outdated values. Yes. That's exactly what I would sum up. That, that and both time. young women of colour, that can be also, very tricky to navigate. Definitely tricky. Which, it's not the nicest thing walking into a office plan 
so bland. Yeah, no, it's it's hard, isn't it? It's a hard you really, thing. I um, this is another thing that I've realised uh, is that I had not felt like hmm, otherness. Mm. Really, when you're a university, yeah. it's, it's pretty diverse. Yeah, and then only really coming into the workplace that I really start realising like. I'm basically the only black person here, mm. or like I'm basically the only woman here, and then you're like, oh, this I've is. I've always been the only in my life. I've always really been the only brown person. Yeah, and I at school you, I was at school, much. yeah. So well, like not three. really. I wasn't the only one. But no, I no, no. Felt, but it's a real like. It's definitely a thing that I, it's not like this is the first time I've ever felt it. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it meant it meant. But in a school mm. in a school environment, did you ever feel like it was that I, negative? No, no, no. I was just about to say like it. It never meant anything until going into the workplace exactly. where I felt like it was, it was some I was not necessarily being valued the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't. I w- I'm not to say. I, I'm not going to say like I, I was disadvantaged. I don't know how it. It's a difficult me. thing to articulate, isn't it? Because um, it's like how much? How much do you have to feel for you to like talk about it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say like oh I didn't. But it's kind of insidious. Is that the right word to use? Where it's like. Um, it doesn't always have to be overt. No. And in a way that can sometimes be like really damaging because yeah. you get into your head about it. Gets it gets into your psyche. Stuff, doesn't you're it? Like, and you're like, why do I feel like this? Yeah. And it's not very nice. No. I remember, to now I look back on that time, I am so happy that you worked mm-hmm. around the corner because the chats that we would have in that Waterstones downstairs, <gasps> they saved my life in those like few months. They were so hard. I think we're both on the same page with that. I don't think I would have survived those months if I did not have you. Honestly, we were literally like our, each other's little um, <laughs> like therapy yeah. session. We, we wouldn't even talk about work. We just needed like recoup and yeah, get some energy and back and just be ourselves for a while because yes, I wasn't myself were, in that exactly. in the office. No. So then I pretty much left that place very quickly. Yeah, I think I was there for like, what, six months? I remember like a guy got a job over me, even though I had more experience with him. I was CFA level one. Shock. And he had just come out of uni and was two years younger than me. It's ridiculous. Didn't even go to uni. He dropped out of uni and he got a job that I wanted or at least applied for. And the feedback I got from not getting it was I... I didn't seem committed enough to the role, which ultimately, how can you? Anyways, oh, it was at that point. I remember that day, like that was my, I, that was my genuine. You just like point. Absolutely. I was like, "Fuck you all." I, I left that this. day. I did not come back in. I actually remember this so well. I was like, "I'm done. I'm like done with this because this is ridiculous." Yeah, get out of toxic environments. Yeah, One. it was making me toxic. I remember yeah. at that time I was such a bitch to my ex that I just wasn't. I it's wasn't. horrible, I know, I, I think about it as well, and I just remember, because it, it's all consuming, isn't it? It's oh. like, and it's all you can think about, and like, it just niggles in your brain constantly, where you're just like, oh, some motherfucker, like, yeah. like, this happened today, and you're like, oh, I and know. you're like, oh my god, I'm not an angry person, why is this job making me so fucking angry it makes you doubt yourself so much, and yes. you're already just coming out of university, and I'm you're already feeling confident. all these things, and... As much as I can be, like, blasé about life, like, I'm not going to say, like, coming out of uni wasn't, like, a scary thought. It was. I think if I had not had the support from my mum and stuff and my dad yeah. in taking my time, like, I had the privilege of taking my time. Yeah, and that's totally a lot what of people I have to realise. Have. And people don't have that. Yeah, and I, I had that. No, it's really nice that you were able to have that time, genuinely. Of course. And also, it's, it's 
pretty we're we mostly have friends who live and grew up in London, so mm-hmm. they do have the privilege of staying home. staying at home. Yeah, and I'm in I'm just outside of London. It was costing me the same amount of money to commute than it was to yeah. actually just live in London. Yeah. So I just decided to take the plunge and do it. But um, it is like yeah, it's a weird year, definitely. I think the way you think, it's a lot of emotions, but I just think. You'd be silly to think that your life is going to turn out how you think it's going to turn out. No, yeah. I think every person has to be adaptable. You just don't know the circumstances. Also, I feel like you leave university, and it's only really actually now how many years, we're almost four years out of uni. Uh, that's scary. Did <laughs> um, you realise, like, the, the scope of jobs? And also, do you know what I mean? Like, you just didn't know that these jobs were out there. You kind of have to be open-minded to realise, oh, I could actually fall into a job that is much better suited to me yeah. and whatever, but it isn't quite on the path that I was thinking. 2019 for you has been a very, very big year of changes. Definitely a big year. Um, one of them, obviously, being Deschel. Yeah. Which is incredibly exciting. With a big, big smile on my face. Yeah. Yes. yeah. How, how did you originally come up with the idea? Okay. And, like... Where where were you when this idea was created? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like how did you really get the ball rolling with this? So, um, you know me, I was never really a makeup person. No, like I really you, wasn't. You never always like wore makeup. Never beauty. really. I would wear a bit of mascara. Um, I've always kind of been like love natural skin. I loved my natural skin. And yeah, maybe you've always had glowing skin for oh, the record like but anyways I you know me throughout uni I never wore makeup no. um, I remember when that makeup challenge came out when we had to do all those like you remember when we had to do we did like a collage, collage. of like a hundred photos it was like oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like that was my face like daily like, yeah. it wasn't there was no me. like for me like when everyone was was like struggling with it or like it was a challenge like it wasn't a challenge for me like that was my face like daily so I got to like, what, maybe a year and a half after university and I started to just like get a little bit more interested in skincare because I was like, I've got good skin, like I mm. love my skin, but uh, naturally as a South Asian woman, like we suffer from certain skin concerns, like we suffer a lot from hyperpigmentation just as... Yeah, I do um, too. Yeah. So... Oh, what was I saying? So yeah, I just started getting more interested in the skin and just like learning a bit more about if I would get a spot, which would happen, of course. Like I have hormonal breakouts sometimes. Mm. And when I would get a spot, I would scar a lot and I would get a dark spot and it would take a long, 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 long time to ever but get then, rid of it. Me too. So that's why, yes. if anything, I'd always have concealer on me. Like I'd always just like dot a concealer on my dark spot because just to even out my skin tone. Yeah. So if anything, that was a make- makeup that I would use. And I kind of was like, why is it bloody taking so long? And there must be a way. So I started looking into skincare and just getting myself more like up to speed with like what's out there, what's the products out there, like ingredients, like how I can kind of slow down this like melanin production when I get a spot, mm. and which is basically the reason why we hyperpigment because we have extra melanin extra in our melanin. skin. So when we scar, it just like rushes to that area of the skin, and um, just kind of looking at ways and also a lot of it was just kind of uh, like the self care aspect of skincare, which I definitely think it's probably the most important part of it for mm-hmm. me personally like some people actually medically need skincare and um, but I definitely used it as like my time and my way of calming down after a, like a, like a day at work and it's just I just got more into it I just so 
started reading up a lot more, buying it's really different products. Interesting. And there's so much. So much out there. And the beautiful thing about it and the curse about it is that skincare is not tailored to like anybody or any colour or anything. It's mm. so subjective. Like one product can work on somebody and one product wouldn't. Yeah. So although you're reading up on all this stuff and these ingredients have like medically like have medical benefits. It may not work on you, or it may yeah. not be as effective as other the things. Trial so and error basis still. It kind of was one of those things. So it was like a really like interesting like area of um, like, and like a time of my life where I was like just learning and like testing, and it was fun, and it was just like buying these new products and yeah, testing them out. It's nice as well. It's just like nice buying. Products. It was just nice. Like it, it? it was an element of self self care self care for me. <laughs> <laughs> so when I started kind of like buying new products. Um, I kind of sat there one day and I was like, mate, like, I'm a South Asian girl, like, I'm buying this French brand and I'm buying this Australian brand and I'm like, is there any South Asian brands? Like, yeah, like, there must be skincare products that have originated from South Asia that, like, why can't I use them or like, why are they not being sold in Superdrug? Why are they not accessible? Why are they not on Instagram? Why? All these questions and I started researching and I literally got shown my laptop and was like, South Asian skincare or India skincare products. And the minute I did that, like, a host full of, like, brands came up. And it was like, fucking hell, like... It just opens your whole mind Literally, I was like, whole... literally, it was like a light bulb moment. I was like, mate, like, you can't even get it here in Europe. You can't, we, it's not, no one buys them here. No one knows about them. They're not being marketed that the way that you see so other brands. Crazy. So that's ultimately where the idea originated from. I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, yeah. I'm going to bring them here. I'm going to research more about these products. I'm going to figure out why no one's really selling them. There's obviously a reason why there's not much access here. It's because of geographically, it's so mm. far away. But who's to say, like, I do believe in the skincare market. They, though, like, the personalities within the skincare market, people, like, are, are enthusiastic about skincare and they're enthusiastic about new products and new brands and new launches and people are down to pay for a new product and it's oh, just 100%. kind of the psyche of people who are skincare enthusiasts um and i'm playing on that really and it's just like bringing new products to people's skincare regime, to the market giving people more options or just we're in a fucking globalized world like why would we why would i not have a indian skincare product in my skincare regime as well as a australian brand as well as a french brand like that's just so silly like why are we not like why don't we, we need have to it? yeah it was just such a like no-brainer i was like what the fuck like and it's not necessarily to say like, oh, I'm a South Asian woman and I just want South Asian brands because it works better for my skin. It's not the case. Like, it's just brands have originated from South Asia. Yeah. Um, but it's also diversifying a market that absolutely. is predominantly, let's be honest, as all other markets are, Girl. they're aimed at a particular skin colour and a particular type yeah. of person. Definitely. And that's, you know, that's worked for X amount of years, mm. but we're getting to a point in our lives where... We live in very diverse cultures, mm -hmm. and like I've get the find... best out of everyone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's taken me twenty four years to be able to walk into a superdrug and actually finally start finding hair products that actually work and for skin. my hair and makeup. Products. Yeah, that goddamn Dream Matte Mousse, that orange one <laughs> that we all used to wear because they had one damn color. Do you remember? Is... It was so orange. If you look at photos of me the between the ages of like, mousse, I know like... it's dumb as hell. So, in terms of how you're building your business, because mm. I think a lot of people, oh, yeah, sorry. the thing that inhibits them or stops them from from really putting ideas into action yeah. is feeling like they don't have the resources right. or the right people around them right. or 
the amount of knowledge or experience because obviously we are still young we're only in our mid-20s so I think a lot of people are like I'm sure basically every person I feel like that every day yeah I don't have the resources I don't have the experience but I have like so fucking cliche but I have the vision yeah but that's all you need that's honestly all you need and how have you you'll figure it out like the way I started off was obviously it's going to be it's going to be tailored to different businesses but for me it was like researching obviously the market and was there potential was there growth is there brands up and coming and how big is the market like I I literally made a list of all these brands from all these different South Asian markets like literally list them of all the ones I would love to approach at some point um and then I thought well what's the most important thing it's it's social media and I just started kind of getting on that and figuring out my audience and kind of that's also where I went to I just wanted to figure out who my audience is how do they operate like what do they like and you do realize at the end of the day it's such a skincare is such a broad broad market there's so many different personalities within them that you just need to create like find your voice I guess yeah and that was something that I struggle with is finding exactly how I want to portray Deshaw which is why I want it to be as organic as possible right now because I don't want any person telling me it needs to be this way or having investors or all those kind of things where they're mm. kind of not saying it's a bad thing that they do that because obviously people can um, enlighten you on the best way to do things but I want to do this more as like a personal growth thing too. I wanted to learn more about like what I'm capable of and what I can handle um, how do I deal with adversities and things that don't work out? Like, I've already dealt with a couple of things that haven't worked out. I've already wasted, like, probably over a grand on things that haven't worked out. There's definitely, like, a personality for this kind of thing, in a way. And I never knew that I was built for it, but I, I just, I just, I love what I think Deshaun's going to be. And I, I genuinely, whether it works out or not, or whether I crumble or not, I just know how much... It probably saved me last year. Yeah. And what is getting that, me Yeah, now. and like that alone is enough that to just keep you going. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're, if there's something that you're passionate about that is motivating you every day, how can that ever be a bad thing? Genuinely got me out of bed every day last yeah. year. Yeah. And that can never be a bad thing. I don't want to get, again, too personal about some of these things, but when I think about like why these things are important and why it's important to me, it stems from a lot of things. Like I'm, I'm like the baby of my family. Yeah. And I have really, really strong personalities in my house. Mm. I have an older sister who's doing amazingly well. I also have a brother who's doing amazingly well. And sometimes you feel like, what, what are you really good at? Or like, what is your thing? And for a long time, I was really struggling with that when I left uni because although I wanted a career in investment management but it wasn't my life yeah none of this was my life it was not something I cared about like I spoke about like being at uni did I care about grad schemes no none of it was my life none of it defined me literally but from my perspective on my sisters and my brothers their career is what they're like that's them and like I felt like I never had like that thing like oh Tanya's doing this or even to myself, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, I never really, I was never really, um, like, sure. praising or, like, praising what I was doing. Yeah. Because I wasn't, it was just what I was doing. It wasn't something, it didn't mean anything. It was just there. It really didn't mean it's anything like to me. It's background noise almost. Genuinely. It yeah. really didn't mean anything to me. Like, my relationships meant more to me than my career. Like, again, my personal development meant more to me than my career. So... 
it's just a really nice feeling now to finally feel like this is my thing. Apart from Dashiell, mm. there's obviously been other big changes that happened in 2019, which you've already kind of alluded to. You did recently, within a year. Within a year. You became single. I did. And it will be just very interesting to hear how that process has been for you because it was a long relationship. It was, yeah. It five was. years? Yeah. Five, five and a half years. Around that. And it came as a shock, I think, for a lot of us mm. as your like close friends as well. Because, mm. yeah. I find it hard to connect with people generally. So when I found the relationship I found, it was a really hard thing for me to let it go. Because yeah. I meant that you didn't know when you were going to find another special like connection in a sense with a person yeah like, like that again. i don't i'm like a one woman kind of one one man one woman kind of woman one man kind You're of woman. A one man woman i'm a one man but woman. you might also be a one woman woman <laughs> you never know 2020 is for you year, to find out year is a you bit know crazy for me I honestly i'd say don't write it off yeah i'm not going to write it off um i don't know what do you, i i think like Obviously, so sudden. It could, it was sudden for me. I can't speak for him, but it was sudden for me. Yeah. I was just so blase about it. I, like, didn't believe it for such a long time. I didn't believe it. I really didn't believe it. And I think I kind of was like, okay, if this, was, if this is what's going to go on, then fine. Like, let's just see how that goes then for you. Mm. I think for a lot of people, we were like, it's not beyond the realms of possibi- like plausibility, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, they've broken up with a... Like, of course I'll get back together. I think that's, that's basically exactly what yeah. everyone thought. I know. I think everyone still thinks it. My mum still thinks it. Really? My mum, generally. I think... <sighs> it's annoying. My mum's just yeah. get way too freaking attached sometimes, don't they, as well? And then it's but really But I think my dad had a like... very, very special relationship. Yeah. And it's something that I think she struggled also with having him out of her life. Yeah. And I don't think she ever... She never thought that... He, he would, wouldn't. Yeah. And she I just got to like a very comfortable Very place. comfortable stage with the idea of him around. Yeah. Like she was so, so comfortable with him. So that didn't really help with my own process. Yeah, because you're trying to get through it and then you're also almost in a way trying to like console the rest, like not console the rest of your family, but... Kind of. Like I felt like... It is kind of like And that. it's kind of like, not an, I don't want to be like negative about it, but it, it's an embarrassing thing. I suppose when... It feels embarrassing to you when you feel so secure. I felt so secure. Yeah. So then that's why it was embarrassing for me because I was like, holy fuck, I didn't know. We literally had just told people we were about to move in together. And then... And then it happened. Pretty much like a month or two months afterwards. So it was like an embarrassing part for me because it was like, holy, did I not know him? Or like, did I not know the relationship? Like see the signs or whatever. And I was definitely someone in that relationship was so in tune with what was Mm. going on and I was always trying to like make sure it was going in the right way or... And for me to really not see where he was coming, how he was feeling, it's definitely something I regret because sometimes I could have been a bit more in tune with how he was feeling. Mm. But then at the same time, he could have given me... More signs. More signs and more time to understand it. I definitely have a problem with letting go, but that's what I'm working on. And that's what I probably have worked on this year. It's just like understanding that people don't want to be in your life. They don't want to be there and you can't, I can't force anyone. I can't be a person that I'm not for someone. And it's just literally learning to let go. I think that has been the hardest thing about it all. And we had our future, like the whole 2020 2019 was what we were literally looking forward to. Well, I was. And it was like a whole year of like ideas of and pictures of what we were going to be like in, yeah, in our course. new flat and stuff. So that I think was going to 
obviously eat me up. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Because, mm. like, of course, if you've been with someone for, I mean, especially five years, but for a considerable amount of time, obviously that you guys start looking, talking about your future mm. and, like, everything that's definitely. coming ahead. I can't... I'm a planner, so mm. I'm definitely thinking about that. Yeah. But I will say that you look amazing. <laughs> and every time I've seen you, <laughs> you've been amazing. So, um, <laughs> breakups don't look bad on you. <laughs> they don't. They, they don't, look actually they? pretty fucking good. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to let go. Like, I probably wasn't making him happy. And, like, well, who am I to say to keep making him feel shit? You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Because I'm trying to fulfill what I think is best. And I think that also was a learning curve for me was not thinking about myself anymore. And yeah, being I'm, totally selfless and just Literally, realizing. I think I probably was the most selfless in the in the deterioration of my breakup yeah, than I had you really ever been were. than I had ever been in the whole relationship but I think it probably was mainly because I knew what was going to happen and I probably wanted to be selfless and make sure like it was he was okay I guess anyways he's a great guy yeah probably the best guy yeah like you know it's the actual you can look back on your relationship and oh and with so much like love and happiness so much, yeah uh, nothing, I don't think there'd be any bone in my body that could possibly say a bad thing about him. Even yeah. though I know, obviously not everyone's perfect, but I'm mm. really happy that I don't have hate. And I think that was also something I was so, so set on, so set on was yeah. to never hate him. And that's why I think I also took my time in getting or letting go or trying to let go. I'm obviously still in the process of doing that, but of getting over it and letting go was because I had so much love and positive around my relationship. Because yeah. that's all I wanted to see it for. Because you can't base a relationship on the last two months of your breakup. No, you know? like, it's I would not. hate that. Like, it wasn't us. Like, it's not worth... No one is themselves in their breakup. Like, no. the way you act, you're not yourself. So I never wanted to base the relationship on that. But I'm definitely very, very happy. I think we both have the same idea of it and we both want to be in a good place. I'm not, I probably wouldn't have been as good as as I have been if it wasn't for how it... The whole thing has been handled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also I think, again, with things being blessings in disguise, obviously it's really difficult because you can only really truly appreciate that stuff in hindsight. Like now you can look back and you're in such a good place and you at like yeah. you've spoken about Dashon, you've got all of these really oh. exciting things coming yeah up. and you can be like actually you know what that was actually really really good for me like not good for me but it has actually it's I, it i've it's turned it, it into it a really positive is, experience you know? it literally love it, island 2019 it is what it is like who would have thought that love island would bring so much wisdom into our lives honestly did Okay, so you've spoken quite a lot um, within your breakup about letting go. So I thought that it would be kind of a fun, exciting thing to do a quiz. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two options and you have to choose what you would pick. This was not in the memo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Surprise, bitch. Um, So... I am going to give you two options and you have to pick one that you like and one that you will let go. Okay? Okay. It's quick fire, so the top of your head. Fuck! I've thrown in some curveballs as well, so you've really got to think quickly. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Hold on, hold on. So you go ready on. because you can't go back on these and it, they will be out there for the world forever. Hit me, bitch. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 
Do you, want, do you want a moment? No, I'm ready? cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll start off with some, like, easier ones. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get, I'll get harder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll get harder. Okay, are you ready? Okay. London or Leeds? Uh, letting go of Leeds. Really? Okay, I never expected <laughs> that. Fine. Frank Ocean or Childish Gambino? Oh, Oh. You weren't expecting that one, were you? Oh. Um, Who are you letting go of, Tan? Never again. Um, you know what? I'm going to... Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Can we come back to that one? It's oh, quick no. fire. It's quick fire. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of Frank Ocean because... Whoa! Really? What? I'm letting go of Frank Ocean. Damn girl, wasn't expecting that He hasn't one. put out a couple, hasn't put out a while. Oh man, Frank, if you ever hear this. I know he's got a couple, he's got a couple of singles. Fine, alcohol or sweets? I'm letting go of sweets. Okay, fine, fine. Um, okay, this was the... I don't really, I don't really have sweets. That's I'll, alcohol I'll or chocolate then? Again, I'll take, I would let go of chocolate. I'm not a chocolatey okay, person. Okay. I am, but I'm not. Like, I can okay, fine. Uh, Leo or Brad Pitt? <sighs> I don't even care about these two. Um, okay. I'm letting go of Leah. Interesting. That's yeah. a pretty unpopular opinion, but it's actually rap music or R and B. Letting go of rap. Interesting. I'm R and B girl for life. Interesting. Okay, boy edition. Massive ears <laughs> or freakishly long fingernails. <laughs> Big hands. No, no, no. Freakishly long fingernails. Nails. Fingernails. Hang on, no. I let go of the nails. Let, let go, go of the, the fucking so nails. A, that is disgusting. So you've got a boy with dog clip ears. your nails. You, I think it's that's rule number one. You have to clip your nails. Clip Come your on. nails. Come Ew. on. Man who burps or a man who farts. I like them both. To be fair, <laughs> I'm joking. Actually, I, I do. I do, I do both man. of those, so I can't really let go of any of those. Because if I do them, we gotta do them too. <laughs> But I probably would let go of the burps because I probably, I think farts are funnier. Farts are funnier. Farts will never not be funny. Never not be funny. They're so great. Yeah. Okay, fine. SPF mm. or concealer? Holy no. Ho- no, Karis. Uh, I'll let go of the concealer. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I'm a skin girl girl all the way. Okay. Yeah, I love okay. them both. Dashiell or travelling? So your I th- career or I think Deshaun will require me to travel so I can let go of the travelling. Okay. And that, I believe, brings us to the end of the Letting Go 2020 Okay, so as we're getting close to wrapping up the podcast, mm. Tan... Um, been a heavy session today. It has, but I feel like we've really, like, it's been a really nice cathartic Yeah, you're like, thing. you've been in my fucking head. Yeah, time. but I think that it's been very It'll be enjoyable. good to see, like, next year where I'm at. And exactly, exactly, and see, like, where, what has changed, yeah. what hasn't changed, mm. where you're at. I can't wait to see where Dashiell is this God, time. God, me too. That's really wait. exciting. Um, so in terms oh, of... Oh, I have a puppy, though. Oh, my God. I actually cannot wait for your puppy. Yeah. I'm really excited. Really? Um... So, um, in terms of things that you're feeling most certain about, most certain, what would you say? 
Okay. I think I know what you're gonna say, but I'm just I'm gonna let you answer your own question. Um, I'm most certain about the fact I'm getting a puppy. Okay, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. Cool. <laughs> and I'm most that is in the immediate future. To be fair, at that at the at the fact that I will be focusing more on my business. Yeah. And launching my business, and it will be a thing in 2020. Mark my words, I will be selling some amazing skincare products this year. I'm so excited. And what else am I certain about? I think I'm certain about the fact that Deshaun is probably my future. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. And I would agree with that, mm. for sure. Um, and what do you feel uncertain about? That <laughs> when I'm going to launch, exactly. Mm. Um, I think I'm uncertain around the whole business, I, the business in general, because I'm not going to feel certain until I'm making those dollar bills. Hundred dollar bills. So there's always going to be an element of uncertainty around that. I think every day you wake up being like, "Am I doing this the right way?" And la la la. la. So that I think I'll, I'll be uncertain for a while in that respect. But I think I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think I'm really uncertain about anything else really that's good i think I that's think, really good i don't think i'm i think i'm very content with where i'm at and the pace i'm going at um yeah great yeah that's, that's a great way to be starting 2020 is all i can say that is true because i feel uncertain about a hell of a lot of things what so. are you feeling uncertain about oh you know the usual oh. <laughs> Oh, God. We'll be here for another three <laughs> hours if we get into that. Uh, we've got people waiting. That's so, true. Um, Tanya, thank you so much for being on my podcast, being my first guest. It's been incredibly special. It's been an honour, honestly. I've absolutely loved this. To anyone who has been interested in Deshul and wants to read up more about it, learn more about it, follow um, Deshul's journey, yeah. basically... Um, Tanya's on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Tanya Ahmed and Deshaul's also on Instagram, at Deshaul London. Um, D-E-S-H-A-L-L London. Yes. Um, yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah, this has been great. This has been, honestly... Can't wait to go for dinner now and talk about this even more. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have been around each other for way too long today. (laughs) Um, thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back soon. This has been The Uncertainties. Bye. See ya.